This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. But of course, it's, it's also overwhelming, right? It's confusing when you see like, I don't know, 100, 500 potential partners on an app. Uh, it's like it's like shopping. It's like window shopping. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think we lose the human connection. Exactly. All right. So today we have a special guest, guest and future co-host on many occasions as well. Um, Nabil J. Tapker, one of my best friends for nearly a decade now. Um, Nabil, thank you for for joining this podcast. I know we have a lot to talk about, and um, I had a hard time picking a topic with you. And considering my last episode was based on setting up a, a dating profile, I know we've had plenty of conversations uh, based around dating and online dating, the goods, the bads, the frustrations, and so many stories. So I know uh, with the podcast being called The Pursuit of Happiness, I know dating and finding relationship and ultimately finding love is something that most of us are on a path that we would love to find. So Nabil, thank you for joining. Well, uh, first of all, thanks for having me, Ryan. Uh, I think this is a really cool, neat little idea you've got going. And I think it's going to bring a lot of entertainment and uh, some awareness to folks, I hope. So thanks for having me. For sure. And I just want to give you props and a shout out for supporting me, finally getting my podcast started. This is something that I've wanted to do for quite a few years. And it's been really nice to have you and uh, other people around me saying, you know, just go for it. Just, just do it. Why not? And especially the time during quarantine, um, we're going to do more uh, future episodes on what you've been doing during quarantine to make you happy. I know you've been dabbling with, with more music. And I love the fact that, you know, as bad as this time period is kind of depressing for everyone staying at home, it's also bringing out a lot of creativity to people. And yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, man. I'm, the, I'm having the time of my life, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, recording some fun music and making videos, hanging out with my kids. Uh, you know, it's, it's been good times. You just got to kind of stay positive. I'm seeing that and I'm expecting a record deal by the end of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice. A little too old for that now, man. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. There's a pursuit of happiness and then there's a pursuit of music. And uh, I think yeah. I'm going to go with the former. For sure. Maybe um, maybe you uh, record my new intro and outro music at some point, though, with the uh, in Pursuit of Happiness, I have a little Kid Cudi-inspired um, intro. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Kid, man. Yeah, he's he's pretty great. I don't know if you've heard the new him and Eminem song come out the other day. Pretty, uh, pretty intense. Oh, yeah? Well, oh, I got to check it out. But um, yeah, so to uh, kind of get started here with this with this episode, um, as I mentioned before, um, I did a solo episode uh, just a few days ago based on women and setting up their dating profiles, um, kind of like things I look for, things to be considered. Um, it's 
you know, there's a lot of pros and cons when it comes to online dating. Um, you know, you would like to think everyone's on there for the same reason to be positive and happy and meet people and see where things go. But unfortunately that's not really the case. Um, may I ask, are you on any dating apps currently? I am not. Uh, I kind of turned off my uh, dating apps uh, during the quarantine stage. Uh, Good for you. I, I'm just not, I'm not into meeting people at this point uh, uh, unless I know them personally. So Which it's, is... been, it's been hard, but it's also been good in a way. So, um, and it, you know, the dating apps can be tough, man. They can be a real time suck as you know, as well. So. Yeah. So that's, um, you know, I've definitely been one to delete the apps, take some time, come back on, delete, come back on. So I took a different approach to you is where I was not on any online or dating apps before quarantine and when quarantine happened probably about three to four weeks in, I said, you know, maybe this is a good approach to dating. Um, the fact that you can't rush, you can't speed, you can't just say, what are you doing tonight? Let's meet up. And I feel like so many potential good opportunities get thrown away because it's let's meet real fast. We'll hang out for an hour or two, see if we click onto the next, onto the next. The the opportunities are somewhat endless. So my mindset was, okay, if dating before quarantine wasn't working very well, maybe talking to somebody during, actually having conversations, getting to know somebody, picking up the phone and calling, not just texting, might serve me well. So when you do meet in person, you've already got that ball rolling quite a bit. Um, it's, that's, that was kind of a mixed bag. Yes. It's kind of led to some lengthier conversations, but at the same time, still kind of stuck in square one as well. There's, you know, every situation has the pros and the cons. Um, I I would agree with that. Um, as far as pros and cons, you know, I, I would think I've been in a situation where you, you do meet someone online, uh, even, I mean, virtually meet them and you're trying to get to know them and their habits a little uh, via texting or a phone call or whatever. And some people would like to take their time to get to know you <clears throat> prior to meeting you where others do not want to waste or invest time in someone unless there's some sort of physical attraction or physical chemistry when they meet them uh, in person. So, you know, you've got to find that balance, right? So, right. It's a tough balance. And another tough balance is trying to fit in where maybe 10 or 15 other guys are also trying to do the same thing. It's how do I stand out? Do I ha continue having a lengthier conversation and get to know me better? Or do I try to impress you in person, get the physical chemistry there? It's, uh, it's, it's a very tough balance. And we'll go through some of the pros and some of the cons, but I want to give people a little more of your, your backstory and your kind of viewpoint uh, when you are on a dating app. And I, I don't want to assume anything. Do you think like after all this is done, you might download again and give it another shot? Or what do you see for yourself in the future? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, never say never. You know, um, uh, I'm sure I'll be... I'll be on there looking uh, in search of someone who um, is, you know, looking for the same things I am in a certain, you know, in a way, but also someone who's willing to teach me some of this stuff and vice versa. I think it's important to learn from each other. Um, 
and not be complacent. I think that's the issues I've had in my past relationships is a lot of complacency sitting in, uh, setting in, I should say. Uh, I think it's important, uh, you know, you're going to have, you're going to have your, a mixed bag of, of, of people, right? And <clears throat> it's important to kind of, I want to go back to what you had said earlier about, uh, you know, how would you stand out from 15 other people? Um, you know, who are vying for attention from this so-called so, so person. But it, it goes both ways, right? Even that person um, on the other side is probably doing the same thing, right? He or she might be thinking, you know, how do I stand uh, out from, you know, 15 other people who are trying to vie for your attention? Um, so I think you've got to take that with a grain of salt. At the end, you're just going to be yourself, man. I think that's, that's the most important thing. Uh, you just want to be genuine and sincere. For sure. And that's valid advice. And I guess the hope, my hope would be the person I'm talking to would hope that sometimes I, I feel like with the whole online and the dating world, there's so much jadedness going around that it's like, this is just another guy, you know, like you would hope that when they had a conversation with you and started the conversation with you and started to invest at least a little time and energy that they would feel that way. But sometimes you really just don't know. But let's go back. So me dating, I'm 37, um, single, never married, no kids. Your situation is a little different. Um, do you want to elaborate on that and your viewpoint for, for how that affects how you date and what you're looking for? Sure. Yeah, no, I, so I, uh, you know, married right out of college. I married my college sweetheart at the time. Uh, you know, we've got two amazing kids. I've got two amazing boys. I've got a soon to be 13 year old and a 14 year old, uh, dating with kids is definitely, I'm divorced, obviously, <laughs> uh, dating with kids is obviously a, a different ball game when it comes to, um, someone who may not be looking for, uh, you know, someone like me who has kids, uh, even though, I, you know, I've got, I've got joint custody and whatnot. I have my, me time and then I, there's time with my kids. Uh, some people are just not open to that. Others are. Uh, so, you know, that, that can be tough. Uh, it definitely limits the amount of people uh, that you, who would be open to meeting you or dating you. Um, and I think it, it goes both ways. It's like, you know, dating a single parent anytime, you know, what's their availability? Uh, you know, are they going to have a babysitter when you need, you know, it's always an issue, right? It's always, it, it requires a lot more planning and less spontaneity when you're dating a single parent. Uh, I think that's the biggest difference uh, than with someone who has no kids. Uh, that's the most important thing to remember. So, uh, you know, I obviously look for someone who's a little more compassionate, understands that, hey, I'm a father first, I've got a day job, I've got work, then I have my kids, um, I've got my own hobbies and priorities. Uh, but yeah, you, you make the time. If you, you know, if you really like somebody, you make the time. So I want to get your advice here. Um, having two dogs is a lot of responsibility for me, let alone not even having kids. And I guess I've had a I won't say a fear, but I've had a hesitancy in dating somebody with children. Um, what would be your advice to me and someone in my situation that just doesn't have kids? My biggest responsibility is just a pet. Well, I, first of all, you know, their kid is not necessarily going to be your kid. Uh, that's a pretty, it's not a correct assumption to make. 
uh, and a lot of people do a lot of single parent, you know, single folks, uh, I've kind of dated, you have already assumed, uh, that, Hey, you know, I'm not ready to be a stepmom or whatnot. And I'm like, you know, my kids have a mom, my kids have a dad, you know, so it, it never affects, uh, it never affects them or me. I think the most important thing is, um, just to remember to kind of be yourself and be open to uh, any idea. Uh, you know, they may be a great person uh, who ha also happens to be a single parent, uh, but their child is not necessarily your responsibility uh, unless they're looking for that, uh, you know, and that's when you make it clear and whatnot. So. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's definitely a great point. And that's something that I've certainly thought of. Um, another thing that, has come to my mind is knowing myself. So my response to that is, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's a selfish feeling. If it's selfish, you can call me out for it. But I like the feeling of when you first start dating somebody, whether it's the first few weeks, month or a year or two, where you are the number one priority. There's just a feeling that comes with that where it's, they're always available. They're ready, like you said, to be spontaneous. I feel like knowing myself, I maybe it's, maybe I'm thinking too much, but I might have an issue on occasion where I pick up the phone and, what are you doing tonight? Yeah. Would you like to do something? Would you sure. like to take a road trip? And yeah. I feel like that's, that's probably my number one hesitancy is just I'll never be a number one priority in well, that relationship. It, it's 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 yeah, and it's you might think it's unfair, right? But you don't want to be with someone who's a single parent and makes you their priority. Right. Uh, that's actually a red flag. <clears throat> you know, if if uh, you know, for me, it's extremely important that they're if they're a single parent, that their kids come first, um, because it's the same. I'm in the same boat. You know. Um, now, it always helps if you're dating a single parent if, um, and you're a parent that you can get on, the, if you guys have the same kid schedule, custody schedule for some reason, uh, that always works because then you can have your planned activities, weekend activities when, you know, there are no kids. Uh, in your case, if you're dating a single parent, you will pretty much be available when they are. Uh, you have to make yourself available when they are. Uh, but they're not going to be always available when you are, uh, you know, so that's something to take into consideration, but you know, you kind of know that going in when you know if they're, if they have kids or not, um, you know, it's, it's surprising to find out that they have kids on a second date. I'll tell you that much when they don't tell when it's not in their uh, profile or uh, on the first meeting greet or uh, you know, I've, I've had a couple of times where it's happened to me. I, I didn't realize they had kids till we were on our second or third date. And I was kind of turned off by that. Did uh, they know that you had kids? Oh, it's the first thing in my profile. Absolutely. I'm, and I'm proud of them. You know, I'm proud of my kids. They're, they're great you know, kids. That's funny you say that because in my previous profile, um, I mentioned something like that where a lot of people put that they have kids. If you have a problem, deal with it. They almost kind of bring an attitude with it. I said, you know, like that might not have been the situation you saw yourself in, but be proud of your, the situation. You'd be proud of your kids and be happy that you're a part of your life. And sure. it's amazing how many profiles I see. I swipe through. It's like, I have, I have kids. If you know, that's too big of a problem with you, swipe left. Don't talk to me. It's just, they bring such an attitude with it that it's almost off-putting. Yeah. And it, it, you know, it almost feels like it's a stigma, right? When it shouldn't be. Uh, Correct. Especially in our age group, you know, I'm 42. So um, I think the biggest issue I have is 
when I see somebody uh, with an online profile that has full custody of their children, uh, that's got to be really hard. And I feel for them, but I'm like, that's, you know, how, how is this relationship, you know, potential for a relationship even going to work? Because uh, you're never going to be available unless you find a babysitter for a couple of hours. Right. Uh, and, you know, babysitters are expensive, Ryan. They're, they're pretty expensive, uh, you know, uh, for a night out. It can, it can really quickly add up. So uh, you have to kind of think about all that. Um, and that can extreme and be hard as well. And you feel for them, you know, you're like, you know, I, I, you're just never going to be available. Now, knowing what I just told you, um, do you have any advice for someone like me and in my situation, considering looking at dating with somebody with kids? Um, I, I think just be upfront with them, you know, uh, say, Hey, if you don't have a problem with them having kids, that's great. Um, you know, they should have a father in their lives. Uh, you, you shouldn't be expected to play that role. Uh, a good role model eventually, if you're gonna, if you're gonna meet their kids, um, it's important to be, uh, you know, a good role model to those kids um, and lead by example. Uh, but that's not your responsibility. Uh, you know, you've, you've gotta be happy yourself before you can make someone else happy, right? And I think my advice would be just be honest with them about, you know, your concern about being a priority in their lives and how do they prioritize? I would ask them that question, um, help them find a solution as opposed to just kind of tell them what the problem is. Uh, you know, I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. And just to be clear to my audience here, I'm not anti kids. I do want kids. I know, you know, he hates, he hates my kids. I'm just letting you guys know he hates my kids. <laughs> so for, for those who are listening, I actually had a, uh, a fun experience with when my house was being constructed, living with Nabil and his two kids for about two months. Um, which was, it was a great experience. Honestly, it was a really good experience to be able to see how the whole parenting dynamic worked from a different perspective. Um, and I know, you know, that I like kids. I've volunteered to, you know, to coach a little league with kids and I've done stuff at the Duke Duke's children hospital with kids and I like kids. So that's, that's not the problem. It's just, what does that bring to the whole situation when it comes to dating? That's yeah. I mean, I know from your past dating history, you know, you've, you've met some really cool people and I've met those cool people. And it's unfortunate that, you know, you were in the right place to have kids and want kids and they weren't, you know, and that, that's always unfortunate, you know, right. that's always a, a huge issue as well. So well, as they say, timing is everything, right? Sure is man. Tell you it really much. is. Yep. You could even, it's even like when you create your online profile, when you swipe on somebody, when you end up meeting them, is it during quarantine? Are you going to be stuck? You know, so timing is really, truly everything. So before we go into the cons, I'd like to kind of talk about maybe even some of the, some of the pros of online dating these days, because let's be real. I don't really know many people who are dating anyone from meeting out in public or classes or the grocery store. I mean, I know people do it. I've approached people. I've met people doing that, but it seems like the majority of the nation, the single nation is really now on dating apps and online dating. It just seems to be so easy and convenient. 
Um, so what would you yeah, I think say? It's, I think it's good and bad, right? It's, right. it's a necessary evil as well. It kind of is necessary because I've approached people in public and there's a few things with this. 10 minutes later, I find out they have a boyfriend. <laughs> we have a nice <laughs> conversation and I'm looking forward to this. is fantastic. And then the whole, oh, my boyfriend comes in. And it's just like, wow, I built up the courage, was getting a good vibe just to get slammed down. Um, and at the same time, I also kind of feel like now if you approach somebody out in public, it's almost looked at kind of sideways on occasion. Like people are mostly used to being behind a keyboard, uh, behind their cell phones, having a conversation. Then I, I think it's, yeah, I think it's made it easier for people, right? Who, necess- who wouldn't necessarily walk up to somebody in a crowded place like a, um, like a, you know, coffee, coffee place or a, a bar. Uh, but it, it's, it kind of gives you a, a little more confidence when you can do it online and you hope that they feel the same way. Right. So, right. And I, what I guess I'm saying is it is a different perspective where it's almost looked at weird. If you almost approach somebody these days in 2020, whereas 10, 15, 20 years ago, it was like, Oh my God, a guy approached me now. Yeah, it's, sure. I'm from what, from the feedback I get, it's occasionally, Oh my, oh my God, what are you, what are you doing talking to me? Like, I just, yeah. listen, I just want to go to the gym and go home. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we could talk on uh, Facebook, <laughs> you know, like. I, I think it's, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's definitely different, right? I think about what dating is going to be like for my, uh, my son's 14. He hasn't started dating yet, thank God. Um, but eventually when he does, I, I, I'm curious to find out how, how it affects, how dating is going to be like for him because lack of social skills, uh, you know, they, they text, you know, his generation, the Gen Z's, they're all texting. Right. Uh, you Snapchat, uh, you know, it's amazing to see their, their attention span. Just, it's amazing if he can sit through an entire movie in one sitting. Um, so, you know, for me, you had to kind of, when I was in high school, in college, you had to kind of work up that confidence and courage to go up to somebody and talk to them. Right. Um, so and I, I feel like there's a value to that because I, I feel like if you were to make that connection, knowing you took the leap and you took the step to do that, yeah, I, I feel like there's just so much more. It's a, something it's gratifying, a huge, and it's also a huge confidence booster, right? You know, I, I remember, you know, if I got a good response, I was like, my confidence was like great for the next week or two. Exactly, uh, felt great, you know, about myself. Uh, having the courage to do something right that you wouldn't think you could and i feel like there's something super special about that where if you approach somebody you have a good conversation you get their number there's just something about you and her you and her and when you meet somebody on a dating app if you're talking with somebody on a dating app it's you and her and a pool of other competition at the same time which is kind of ruined dating a little bit yeah i think it's taken the, a lot of the investigative stuff as i like to call it out of it online dating has uh it's made life a little easier so you don't waste your time uh most you know and vice versa right the other person can say the same thing about me um you know whether it's uh, religious or political beliefs uh you know you, you weed people out i think that's the the best part about online dating or uh dating apps you it helps weed people out 
That's so only you, that's only if they're honest in their profiles. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're, <laughs> through you're day hoping. one and day two, and they're they're obvious yeah, by having kids, obvious. Absolutely. So uh, you know, I think I think that in that way, it's extremely beneficial. Uh, you, you know, it, it it has its pros. I mean, you know, uh, we're looking for if you're for individuals looking for partners of a particular type, orientation, lifestyle. You know, uh, it. Uh, but of course, it, it's also overwhelming. Right. It's confusing when you see like, I don't know, 100, 500 potential partners on an app. Uh, it's like it's like shopping. It's like window shopping. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think we lose the human connection. Exactly. I feel like we yeah. lose the fact that there is a human on the other side of this. And it's almost like this is just a picture with words coming out. And when you just stop talking to them or it's just, yeah, just disappear or a ghost or it's, it's almost too easy. And I feel like we've lost a, quite a bit of human connection there. And, and that's, that's a valid, extremely valid point, right? Uh, you know, there's, there's communicating online and then there's communicating in person. Uh, those are two different things, right? Right. Um, and how you communicate online is not necessarily how you would communicate in person. Uh, and that's not, a lot of that's nonverbal communication. Uh, it's body language. Uh, you look for, you know, hints and, you know, did this person smile a certain way when you, you made that joke or did they roll their eyes or, you know, you're like, okay, you, you, it helps you test waters. Um, I think you're, if you have sarcasm, like I do, mm. it, it definitely comes off better in person than it would online. For sure. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, that's, that's uh, something I have had to learn the hard way. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, so one thing like just to kind of touch on, all of that is when you meet somebody in person, I love the feeling knowing that is they're waiting for you to call again, or you're waiting for them. But I feel like it's just a different feeling when you meet somebody, a dating app. And even if you had a good date or a great date or an average date, not knowing if you're ever even going to hear from them again, or are they even looking for to me calling or are they talking with five to 10 other potential suitors that are trying to schedule their date with the person you just had a great time with. And sure. I, I just, I don't know. Like I feel like that aspect is one of the negative aspects. I feel like it kind of ruins dating where, you know, I'm a firm believer in you know, focusing your energy on the things that you really want. And when you're focusing that energy on five, six, seven, eight different people, it's hard to really give yourself and give your all to somebody that you might be interested in. And they're only getting part of you and it just kind of ruins everything. I feel like they're not getting the best you have to offer considering everything is, you know, being split into fractions. Well, sure. But you also have to um, look at it. And I'm playing devil's advocate here. That's yeah. That's why you're here. Um, you know, I could say the same thing about you meeting someone in person and you wouldn't know that they were talking to seven or eight people. Uh, if you met them at a bar, how do you know there weren't four people before you, this person had a good conversation with or exchanged phone numbers with, or after they met you, uh, they may have met someone the next day or same, same, same evening. Uh, you do not know, right? That's, that's the whole. It's a hundred percent. That's what I guess, makes dating so much fun, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, but I guess, I guess that's, yeah, I guess that's the assumption on my part. Maybe I shouldn't assume that it's just almost like the connection. I didn't swipe anybody to get to you at the bar. It was just that connection right there. Yeah. 
Whereas the dating app is just a hundred people at your fingertips. So, but what you said is completely true. I shouldn't make that assumption and always play devil's advocate. That's what we're, that's what we're here for. So. And social media has changed a lot of that, right? I mean, a lot of the questions you may have about a certain person, you can easily find out on social right. media. Right. So it kind of helps, um, you know, and so it takes away the, so, so much of the, some of the mystery and the fun, obviously, uh, you know, until you meet someone in person. Sure. So one thing I've learned from myself actually is when I swipe on somebody or connect with somebody online dating, we have a connection, we're talking for a few days and there's interest for me to ask them out is I usually now have learned not to deep dive into their social media or Google them. Cause I feel like it ruins the fun that you just said. And I also feel like, let's just say I stumble upon their social media profile or Instagram. Yeah. I, I feel like as a human, we start stumbling, co- stumbling, stumbling, right? Stumbling, yeah. happen to Google it and it shows up. Um, but I feel like as a human, you start to connect the dots of all these pictures and their history and who they've been with. And it's just like, that's a dangerous path because you don't know anything about them. Um, you just don't know their lifestyle. They're yeah. only choosing these pictures to put up. So I feel like, like you said, it ruins the mystery. And at the same time, you've probably started coming to to judgments that quite not, be, you know, might not be true. Well, you're always going to have underlying assumptions about people, right? That's just nature of who we are as people. Uh, we have assumptions and stereotypes about all kinds of people. Uh, whether you want to judge or not, you end up do judging people. Um, at least I do. Um, and, you know, given my reporter background, when I was a reporter, uh, I do have that curiosity in me to kind of, if I can find more information about someone, uh, I want to, uh, not to kind of, it's not gotcha journalism, it's to see if there's anything interesting I could find uh, that would make me appreciate this person more. I know that kind of sounds a little weird, but um, and it, it doesn't always work. You know, some, some of them don't have any information online. And that is the opposite end of the spectrum for me, which is more of a red flag um, <laughs> than someone with a lot that. of information. Yeah. When I, you know, and I've dated a couple of people who are like, yeah, I, I don't post anything. And I'm like, mm, you know, what in this day and age, what are you hiding from? And it does raise a lot of questions in my mind. I mean, right. you know, and... I've, got, I've got public accounts and personal accounts, right? It depends on what I post. I have some posts that are public and some that are private. Uh, for good reason. Uh, you know, uh, if I'm sharing something with my kids, you know, a picture of them, it's, it's private. If I'm sharing a music thing I recorded, then it's obviously public. So. And if there's something super attractive about when a girl says I'm not on social media much, but then again, like you said, there's almost a red flag to that too, because I'm picturing, okay, well, if this goes well, I'm not going to have to get uh, photos taken for Snapchat and Instagram every five to 10 hours. <laughs> but at the same time, if you're not posting anything, it's like, there's a question that starts to come to mind. Like, what's and, something going on And, here? you know, to each is their own. You know, I, I, some people, I think it's a, I think it's an age thing. Uh, you know, my brother's seven years older than me. Uh, he does not he does not post anything on social media, barely does, you know, maybe a couple of times a year, you'll probably post something Uh, to them. It's just not important to share their part of their lives. They're just not, weren't raised around it. Um, I think it's a generational thing as well. 
Uh, so it depends, you know, the younger people, you know, someone who's a lot younger than me is probably going to post a lot, heck a lot more than I would, or uh, share more information than I would, or be a little more liberal with their privacy settings than I would be, um, uh, or using certain apps that I wouldn't even dream of using, uh, you know, like Snapchat or, you know, something to that effect like TikTok. Uh, I think that's just someone who's a lot younger than me would be using. Right. Yeah, I think you just need to kind of know your audience, right? So it depends on the age group that you're trying to date um, and kind of have to understand that demographic, so to speak, do your market research. Uh, you know, I mean, of course, they're going to be outliers. You know, you're going to be someone who's, you could probably meet someone who's a lot older and uh, acts like they're 18, uh, which is never a good thing. Right. Or someone who's a lot younger, but is, a, you know, calls themselves um, an old soul. You know, uh, whether it's their interest in travel, where they want to travel to, as opposed to why, um, and, you know, the kind of music they like, you know, stuff like that. A few of my last few dates, I feel like it was actually appreciated um, because I am kind of somewhat of a public figure. I have, um, you know, I've, my Instagram is very available. Obviously, I have a podcast now. I have uh, my own business with design and branding. Um, you know, I, I'm out there. I have plenty of information on the internet about me. And so before I go on dates, I've had women obviously want to Google me, find out more about me. Go for it. There's, you know, you're going to find out probably some fun stuff. You'll see a lot of my dogs. you see a lot of my trips and some of my creative work. And they'll always come back and say, did you Google me? What did you find? And it's funny to get their reaction when I say, you know what? I didn't Google you. I want to find out you from you. And I feel like they're kind of refreshed by that answer because everyone's just Googling each other nowadays to find out what they can, what they can see, what dots they can kind of connect. And um, I, I feel like, like you said before, it kind of keeps the mystery yeah. And I, I, I want to, uh, you know, I want to add to that. Uh, again, you know, this is my opinion when I say uh, based on the people I've met, um, I've, I've heard that uh, women tend to Google more than uh, uh, males do. Uh, Which know. makes sense. But again, I'm not trying to make an assumption there that everyone does that. Uh, just in my personal experience, people that I've gone out on dates with, they were like, yeah, I Googled you, you know. Um, and obviously with my name and whatnot, it, there are not too many of me out there either. So, <laughs> right. um, so, you know, I have no problem with that. I've Googled some. I've not Googled all. Uh, like I said, like you said, I should say, um, you know, the, some of that mystery, absolutely, because, uh, you know, you get jaded after a while, man, and you want some of that mystery uh, when you do meet someone. Right. And so speaking of jaded, I'm with you, man. You know that we've had many talks about this. Um, what would you say is your biggest frustration or biggest con with online dating and the dating apps these days? I think the hardest thing for me to deal with when I'm finally fi – meeting someone online and kind of start a conversation is the, the biggest thing that frustrates me is I'm always having to lead the conversation. Yes. Um, yes. And I think the, the golden rule or the polite thing to do is when you do respond to somebody's question, you should respond with a question 
a follow-up question. Otherwise, it kind of just puts a break on Rick on a conversation. And I feel like I, you know, constantly having to keep that conversation going. And believe it or not, um, uh, yeah, I'm more jaded now. To me, it's like, yeah, I'm done. I'm not putting more effort into this. Exactly. Uh, it's a waste of my time. Um, and a lot of them kind of seem to be okay with that, you know? So it's that indifference that really kind of bothers me about the whole thing is like, yeah, whatever. Um, and if, if they can't keep a good conversation going, you know, there's... you hit it, you hit it on the head. And one thing I've learned over the years, um, I want to do a shout out to Matthew Hussey, who's one of my inspirations to do this podcast is he recommends give the time and energy into somebody that they give back to you. And if they're just not showing you that just, it is what it is. Move on. You'll find somebody else. You'll find someone that does. And it's funny. I asked you that and I did not know that was going to be your answer. And that was going to be my response because I was um, on Bumble today and just scrolling through and I was actually pretty happy. I connected with somebody who's a vet. She's got pictures with her dogs, beautiful girls. Like, Oh, I was really hoping to connect with this person. It was like, great. We connected. And after talking for a few days, it was just me constantly asking questions and when a conversation turns into an interview is when it really starts to go downhill. Yeah, I'm not- and yeah sure. And it, feel, it, it feels like it's just one-sided, right? Uh, and they're, they're not interested in knowing anything about you. Exactly. Uh, and that's how I kind of gauge people. And it's not just, you know, it's, yeah, it's how much time you want to spend with somebody talking to them. Uh, if, they're, if they're genuinely interested or not. So it, what is your reaction when that happens? Um, reaction in front of them or reaction behind closed doors? (laughs) Well, give us a little bit of both. Why not? Uh, Well, I mean, you know, behind closed doors, what I mean is that they don't know to myself. It's like, it's frustrating, right? Right. It's like, wow, you connected with this person. You thought you guys both had something in common. um, But, you know, you're the only person who's initiating any kind of conversation. And you guys even haven't met yet. Uh, you know, what, what, it's, what, what's it going to be like when you do meet them? Um, you know, and I'm an extrovert, so I prefer dating people who are the opposite. I do actually do not like, uh, dating extroverts. I prefer someone who's more introverted. Uh, I think that it's a really good balance in, in my case. Um, but it's nothing to do with someone being an introvert that there's lack of questions. It's, um, I think, you know, introverts are actually more intelligent people in my opinion, uh, as far as uh, more emotionally intelligent, well, you know, they take their time to ask questions, in, at least in my experience. And it, it, it just comes down to the person's level of interest. Are they on really looking for something or, or are they just kind of passing the time? Uh, which hap- And they, I, I'm sure it goes both ways, right? Right, so. exactly, men and women. And that's super hard to judge. And yeah, it's funny how you said before you even met, and then a lot of times you'll get the response, oh, well, I'm a terrible texter. And it's like, okay, well, you downloaded an app that's based on texting to communicate. This is not going to go well for you. This is not going to yeah. go well for me. <laughs> and that's fair. I mean, so, you know, the solution would be, well, let's, can, can you give me a call? Uh, let's talk on their phone. You know, I think that's a, a good way as well. Uh, and if they're genuinely interested, then it's worth it. Right. Otherwise right. It's, it's also kind of a red flag. Um, 
And, you know, it's, it's the virtual body language, so to speak, right? Nonverbal communication. Uh, you know, how much time do they take to respond back uh, if they're genuinely interested? Or, you know, if they do the courtesy of like, hey, you know, I'm, I've got to go do this. I'll talk to you later. And, you know, stuff like that, I think it's, is extremely important. A lot of them don't do that. They just kind of disappear on you. Right. Day. It's almost too, it's just too easy, too casual anymore. Yeah. And, and yeah. And I think it, it varies from person to person. And I try to be a little more warm and uh, appreciative. If someone's taking the time to talk to me, I try to give them my time as well. You know? Right. It's, it's, it's because... You know, I think you've done a solid job in realizing, like I mentioned before, there is a human on the other side of this that are, is actually taking the time and energy and effort to put into you. So I feel like that's only fair. But you gotta treat you gotta treat them like you want to be treated, man. Exactly. You know, yeah, it's the golden rule of life, right? Yeah, down to that. So it's funny how you said like before, like you even met. Like I'm a big believer in the phone call. The phone call, I feel like, is a lost art form. Um, you can get, you can gauge uh, and get a lot of information just from a phone call, the way sure. they talk, how happy they sound, you, like you said, sarcasm. And I feel like that's just a, such a lost art because a lot of us are stuck between texting, texting, ask out, and there is no middle ground anymore. And I think a phone call is just, like I said, it's a lost art, but that's just of great value to both people. Um, yeah, and it's it's and phone calls are painful, right? It's a whole to do these days. Right. I mean, you know, would I would I rather text my mom or talk to her on the phone? Uh, I'd rather text my mom than talk to her <laughs> on the phone because uh, I don't have all day. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. But I think yeah, it varies from person to person. If you're really excited about somebody, I think you can tell with the. Normally, I can tell within the first few texts or lines of communication um, if we're hitting it off, and then I am always open for like a phone call. Uh, or meeting in person uh, sooner than I would have right. otherwise. So, and I guess, um, and, and it's a competition, man. You don't you don't want them to lose interest. Exactly, exactly. That's so. it's pretty much what you said. The attention span is just getting smaller and smaller, and you're competing with so many people. Yeah, you need to do the things to put yourself out there more to be memorable. Sure. And it is disappointing when, like you said, you haven't even met them yet and they're not giving you any feedback and the communication's kind of dying. It's like, and then you hear, oh, I'm so much better in person. Yeah, but it's like, you make me want to ask you out and you're not doing yourself any favors here by your communication is just terrible. And I, like, so for instance, like this person I was telling you about in Bumble, I had asked her what her passions are, which is a huge question for me. What are your passions? It gets, it lets you know the person just outside of what they do for a career, what, yeah, what moves them. Yeah. And that's something where I can either find a connection with, or I can ask more questions to learn about. There's just no, you can't lose in that situation. And I asked what her passions were. And she told me, came back and responded, said you. So I said, okay. So, you know, I, I brought up the whole traveling and uh, my own business and my animals and family and, and I brought up, hey, I'm also starting a podcast now, which I think is pretty cool. I'd like to see where this goes. The only thing she responded back was, what's the podcast about? Okay. So then I dove into deeper details of what I'm looking to do and what to expect in future episodes and the direction I want to take this. All I got was, sounds cool. <laughs> that was it. It was... 
what am I supposed to do with that? So well, yeah, uh, and you know, again, devil's advocate, you know, trying to be fair to them, they don't know you well enough. Um, I'm also the half glasses, half full kind of guy. I'm going to tell you, maybe you know, they were being sincere. That sounds awesome, but they don't have anything else to add because they don't know you well enough to have an opinion or formed an opinion on it. Perhaps, but I guess that's this is kind of going back to your rule you just said, like if, or if at least follow up questions, follow up, yeah, exactly. Because how I compare conversations, it's a ping and a pong. If I you know hit the ball to you, you got to hit it back, and then I got to hit it back to you, and you got to hit it back, yep. and that's how you really get the momentum building in a great conversation. And I feel like the whole online dating has just led to just I don't know the conversation etiquette is just drove off a cliff <laughs> basically I'm on, I'm on my way there man <laughs> it really pretty is. close to that cliff right now <laughs> <laughs> but i know i've been somewhat cynical with the online dating apps i don't want to be completely cynical and i do know that it has truly opened the door for me to meet people i obviously never ever ever would have met in my lifetime and i've made some good friendships i've made some good connections I've had some past relationships because of it. Um, ultimately, it hasn't worked out to my end goal, but there are a lot of positives where it does just broaden your network just times. And I think it helps you grow as a person. Um, at least it's helped me grow as a person. Can you dive into that? Um, yeah, just the different kinds of people you meet. Uh, you know, that you like everyone's got assumptions about other people, uh, you know, stereotypes or assumptions. And you get enlightened. You meet people and you learn stuff. Um, you know, uh, I, one of my favorite things to eat is like Vietnamese food now, but I wouldn't have had that if it wasn't for my college girlfriend who introduced mm. me to it. You know, sure. um, it's getting out and meeting people and trying stuff, right? Or, and, you know, going to see live music or whatnot. I've introduced people to jazz music, who live jazz, who thought that would be like the most boring thing on earth. And they go to the cigar lounge and listen to some really great live jazz. And they're like, yeah, this was all right. You know, right. so it, it's, it's just the environment. It's the atmosphere. Um, it helps you grow as a person well and, and vice versa, I think. For sure. And correct me if I'm wrong. I, I feel like that might touch on what I just brought up with the passions. If you meet somebody with different passions, it kind of allows you to grow and see how passionate they are about it. And you're, you're learning the whole time. You're getting yeah, a new experience. Exactly. I don't want to date myself, dude. Exactly. Okay? Yeah. I don't want to, I, I mean, I, I play music for fun. It would be great to have a fellow musician jam with me, but I'm okay if they're, if they're not into music. I'm totally right. okay with that. Right. I rather them being into something else. I've dated people who are completely like oblivious to the music scene. They were like, yeah, I listen to music, but I, I couldn't care less what you, you listen to. Uh, but they were into outdoor stuff, hiking, a lot of that. And, you know, they introduced me to their passions uh, to where I enjoyed going hiking and stuff, you know. So uh, that's something I learned from them. So I think it's extremely important. Um, you know, I've introduced people to different kinds of foods that I like. Uh, huge foodie, try different places in, in the Raleigh-Durham area. Uh, you know, just go out and kind of just learn. Exactly. Yeah, I, awesome. I feel like... I feel like a good blend is having similar passions and also having different passions and occasionally dipping in into each other. You know, like if I do something for her passions and then like the week or two later, she does something with one of mine and it's just learning, it's growing, trying new experiences and that's how the relationship is going to grow. So 
yeah, that's a, that's a very, very important part of dating and maintaining a relationship is constantly growing. So, and like you said, the whole online dating world has definitely opened the doors to meeting people of all different cultures and areas coming from different backgrounds. And I know we did it, obviously we never didn't meet on online dating. We met through work years ago, but you have a much different background and come from a much, much different culture than myself being born and raised in Dubai and look at the kind living, of relationship. And then growing up in Texas. And then Texas. <laughs> yeah. So look at the relationship we have now, you know, so it does open the doors and it shows you things that might affect you later down the road. Think, well, I, I've, I've learned this. I've, this is something I've experienced before and it's turned out to be a positive. And as, and as you know, my previous girlfriend, my previous serious girlfriend was Indian and yeah. we all had a lot in common because of you, I knew a lot of yeah. stuff. Um, it was super fun. It was really cool. We had great conversations about that. So you never know how that stuff is going to affect you. Yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, I said, I was, I'm a huge foodie and trying different foods. That's the best way to learn about any culture is through its food. Mm. I think that's like the biggest icebreaker. So if, if I meet someone online and they show me that they're not open, you know, most of, it depends where you are, right? Here, there are some who have never tried different cuisines and you're like, wow, okay, that's something for us to, you know, try. But they've got to be open to it. Right. Uh, you know, if they, if they show zero interest in that, then I'm like, yeah, we have nothing else to talk about. If you're not even open to trying this food, right. you're not going to be open to doing anything else like travel or whatnot, uh, you know. That's, that's very true. And that's, uh, that's definitely a trait that I look for when I'm starting to date somebody is how open are they to trying things? Um, even if it's something I've never tried, it's like, you never tried this. I never tried this. Let's go do it. We look like fools. We'll go have a good time. We got to laugh yeah. at each other. I'm, I'm looking for someone who wants to go skydiving because that's my bucket list item now. That will not be me. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, that's my next big uh, kind of overcome the fear of heights is, uh, you know, you, you know me, I've, I've, we've done some hikes together and I've overcome a lot of my fear of heights, but, uh, uh, and, uh, skydiving is on my next, on my, uh, on my plate. And what's funny is you've overcome your fear of heights on the exact same trips that I took with you. Yeah. And I definitely did not overcome my fear of heights. <laughs> I forced myself a few times to do a few things, but that's about as far as I went half the time. I just, I, I still don't really understand how you did that. Yeah, those are good times, man. Yeah, good times. And uh, so for all you ladies listening out there, if, if you want to go skydiving with, with Nabil, he's looking for takers. <laughs> yeah. You I'm not going to do it. You get sushi and you get sushi after too. And so. you get sushi. How can you, how can you beat that? <laughs> I'll be there for the sushi, but I'm not doing the skydiving. So Sushi, skydiving, this might be a good time to kind of wrap up this conversation. I know we've kind of veered oh, off and on with, with online dating and just dating in general, but is there, let's stick with online here. If there was uh, any kind of helpful advice to somebody thinking of downloading a dating app or somebody who is currently on a dating app or is there like any advice that you would give them? Well, a lot of the dating apps, each dating app has its own reputation. Um, so you need to know what you want and decide which app you want to be on as a result. Uh, you know, <clears throat> if you're looking for something really serious, interested in a partner, possible marriage down the road, or 
you know, yeah, if you're ready, I wouldn't rec- recommend an app like Tinder, <laughs> you know, right. I would recommend something more serious. Um, that's, uh, and paid and paid membership. I think paid membership is going to weed also we help weed out a lot of people. For sure. uh, and that's the way I've kind of lent now I'm leaning towards, um, is paid memberships, uh, really, you know, just looking for someone who's serious at this point. Uh, I, I, because, you know, it gets old very quickly, Ron. It gets right. old very quickly. I'm all aware. I can, I, I definitely understand that. Um, and that's a good point. And something that I would say to my viewers is before you download an app, know what you want and what you're looking for and just try to stick to that it's easy to kind of get lost in, Oh, she's beautiful, but she doesn't have these things. And it's like, whatever, it's okay. She's gorgeous. You'll go on a date and you're end up going down a path that you really probably shouldn't. So please do all of us a favor. And before you get on any kind of online sites or dating app is have an idea of what you're looking for, where you are in life and what you really want. And I don't know about most guys, but I do actually read bios and profiles. Uh, yeah, for sure. I actually read, um, you know, so um, I, I always appreciate it when someone takes the time to write a good profile, uh, pays attention to grammar. <laughs> for sure. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, that's, I kind of, I hinted on that in, in my previous episode of woman sending up a, a dating profile. If you, if you haven't checked that out, check that out. I give a lot of kind of tips and tricks and there might be some small things that are actually kind of big things that we see or don't see and taking the time to write an online profile of some passions of yours, what you're looking for and be fun, have a fun personality, let that show and choosing great pictures. And this is for both men and women choose great pictures, take the time to figure out how you want to represent yourself because you only have one opportunity for a first impression. So be careful. Think about what you want to choose to represent the passions. If you love to travel, show pictures of you traveling. If you have pets or animals or families important to you, feel free to show one of those. Take the time to think about the pictures you choose instead of five car selfies <laughs> from yeah, five selfies, days of the week. Yeah, selfies can be tough. Um, you know, if there's obviously if there's a majority of your pictures are selfies, like yeah, this person have any friends? <laughs> exactly. Uh, and um, you know, from what I've read recently, uh, yeah, and you know, I'm sure you have male listeners as well. Um, yeah, but apparently women don't like guys with uh, holding cats in, in their profiles either. So I'm, I'm a good thing. I'm a dog person. So. I'm a dog person as well. You will not find me doing that. I'm an animal person. Let me just say I'm an animal and I like kids. So <laughs> I like animals and I like kids. Come on, ladies. What's wrong with that? But yeah, that's, that's, that's a great point. Just try to be, have a variety in your profile as far as the pictures go. Not the same selfie from the same angle from the same car. <laughs> So that's uh, something to definitely think about. But um, although I do grade the duck face, I do, du- I do grade them. Do you? If, if there are multiple ones across the board, you know, you're like, oh, this one had a better duck face. Than, and yes, I realize I'm totally objectifying people, but you know, that's kind of what the dating, dating is. is. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of what it's based on whether you like it or not. 
Have you ever had a profile where you just did not know who you were swiping on? How do you mean? Like if there's, um, let's yeah, say they have, accidentally. No, swipe? let's say there's four pictures and all of them have multiple people and you just cannot connect the dots to which one she is. You've had I, that, right? I, I've done that a couple of times out of curiosity to ask them which one they are. Yes. <laughs> but no luck. They didn't swipe back, I guess. So I obviously, uh, I obviously suck. That's yeah. too bad. Next time that happens, keep swiping right. We'll hope for a connection. You'll have to report back. <laughs> All right, you got that it. was um, that was one of my tips and tricks. If do not do, you can definitely, you should definitely have groups of people and friends. But at the same time, don't make it a mystery to figure out who we're who we're trying to talk to here. Um, but on that on that note, I'll uh, I'll wrap this up, and I look forward to many more conversations with you, Nabil. I appreciate you joining me uh, early that, in this man. podcast, and you're a big reason that I got this started. So I, I appreciate that. Yep. Thanks for having me. All right, we'll catch you next time at the Pursuit of Happiness.